Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Hello, friends and everyone alike. Thank you for joining us for this episode of BS Sessions, part of Time to BS Podcast Studios. Joining me, Daniel Smooth, for Volume 17 of BS Sessions, is Zach Kyleman of the Gridiron Gallery Podcast, as we talk music, movies, and God knows what. Even sandwiches, too. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, enjoy the show. Welcome to BS Sessions, a podcast for whenever whatever's on the mind part of time to bs podcast now here's your host dan cruz mr staniel smooth hello friends and welcome to bs sessions volume 17 joining me for bs sessions is member of the unhinged brethren Zach Hillman of the Gridiron Gallery Podcast, and I hope I start off with a quick ASMR. Oh, so crisp. That was so crisp. <laughs> it's even better. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. Gotta get this yeah, I gotta get, get close. I'm doing this on my computer, so it's kind of risky. Oh, yeah, you can hear it there. You can hear it? Yeah. Just a bit of the glug. <laughs> nice <laughs> what's up dude how you been good to see you it's been good uh you know just uh a lot of uh hecticness with the show lately at least uh gridiron gallery in particular um you know and i we started uh doing videos for beyond the press box so i'm the video editor so i just oh, got good. a little more on my plate than usual you know good yeah we're trying to get uh back on youtube we're we're, we're in spurts on youtube but what we're going to try and do is uh stick to straight audio format okay we're gonna stick to that uh it's gonna be more editing for me so yay yay right i relate very much so you know it's gonna suck but it is what it is um the end result's beautiful though the end result is beautiful but um what i would like to do is get more you know video footage on it but the editing software uses a pain in the ass uh yeah. yeah i feel you man i feel you and uploading to youtube itself takes hours yeah 
politics. I mean, but you, you get it. I, that's mostly been me lately. It's just, I'm like, I just have fully decided like, screw it. I'm going to jump in and do more editing and I don't care. I will figure out the other stuff. I mean, not saying I'm just like editing and then the rest of my life's thrown away, but you know, <laughs> figure out the rest as we go along. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm busy as all hell, like outside of the podcast world. Um, but you know, I've always, you know, found ways to just, even if it means go, it means me going solo at midnight, I gotta oh, do yeah. something. Yeah. Even if the shows are, you know, 20 minutes shorter from what I like to be, you know, I, I try my best, you know, just, Hey, I gotta do this. Oh, by the way, you like the shirt? Uh, oh yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Defining moment, man. They did a great job with those. Yeah, they do. You know them? Uh, well, I've looked into them ever since ever since you were talking with them. Yeah, no, so I got. Cu- I mean, I got curious. You know, he's really chill. He actually, uh, I'm trying to find. You know, we're trying to come up with a date for me to go on his show. So, Ooh. okay, okay, yeah, it's gonna be it'll be fun. But we're trying to come up with with dates. Of course, you know, storm season's approaching Oklahoma, and it's getting crazy busy for him, um, and for me especially, but. But uh, it's it's going all right. Okay, not bad. Yeah, sure, it looks great though. I definitely say merch is nice. It's so comfy. Know. Yeah, probably my comfiest shirt that I own. It probably yeah. is. It's so soft. Mm-hmm. It's so nice. It's soft. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. you. You get a good one. You stick with it for a while. This yeah, one has been around probably since. I'm not joking. This is like a freshman year of college or high school. So yeah, shirt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have just a little. You know. I had a Macho Man shirt in uh, middle school. I don't know what happened to it, but I think what happened. No, I remember actually what happened to it. I was taking a welding test. Uh, I blew a hole through the shirt. and caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it caught on fire. Like while I was wearing, I'm like, I smell smoke. Why do I smell? Why do I smell burning flesh? <laughs> um, oh God. But, uh, no, I, I've always uh, tried to find ways to you know to pass the time. Uh, outside of podcasting, whether it's you know movies, you know drinking my ass off, not all the time, you know going for workouts or or shit like that. Um, are you a big movie person? I can't remember. Well, yeah, I honestly, if you talk to me and you ask me like a movie list, I'd, it'd probably be complete hit or miss. I am not. I don't go to the theater often, and I think the pandemic's kind of made me realize I'm more of a drive-in movie guy. I am not a sit in the theater guy. See, we don't have drive-in theaters. We have one on the island, but it's like way the hell out east. Okay, well, well define the. I know you're on the island, but like specifically, like if I'm talking like okay, so yeah, length of the island. What end am I looking at here? Okay, so good point. Um, if we're to look on the map, um, here we'll look on your uh, arm. <laughs> I'm here. I'm somewhere in the middle of the island. Okay, out east is about a two and a half hour drive. Oh, so this thing's like on the coast. Yeah, it's on the coast. Yeah. Well, that so, sounds lovely. It's out there. No, the oceans are beautiful out there. Yeah, I mean that sounds if you great. Were to find, if you were to find your way to go to the island, to find your ass somehow to come to, the, to Long Island, the first place you could go to is Montauk Point. It is the long it's the longest drive, about close to three hours from where I am. Um, but it's worth it. It's so worth it. I'll tell you one thing. I will not. I know I'm not going to Long Island anytime soon this year. I mean, hey, oh. you know, can aspire whenever. But um, 
<laughs> you might laugh. I, I don't know. You might laugh at this just because I know that this is a stigma I always hear about, you know, those who live in New York or near New York City. Oh, um, well, I'll supposedly possibly be going to New Jersey uh, at some point <laughs> in late May. Um, friends trip is what it is, but uh, I think it's in Trenton. The thing about Jersey is that it's northern New Jersey is a is a dumpster fire. Okay. It's a shithole. It really is. As you get to South Jersey and Western Jersey, like towards Pennsylvania and towards the mountains, it gets really nice. Okay. So I get why they call it the Garden State a little bit, but it when you when you first go on the Turnpike, it's like this shit doesn't make any sense here. Why is this? Why is it the Garden State? Why is it shit? I don't get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that clears a little bit up. Because <laughs> you're in Indiana, right? You're in Indiana. Yes. Yeah. I'm I, Indianapolis. So I mean, although here's the funny thing with me: I grew up in Northwest Indiana. So the two counties that I was mainly living in, actually three, um, they're all like Chicago-esque, like culture and like also stigma. Um, also just uh you get chicago media so only the chicago television and radio stations really come through so like it's it's like a little bit of illinois that just kind of bled over and then once you leave like that four county range in that northwest corner up by lake michigan the state just completely changes on you and it just turns into colts country yeah it turns into colts country i I don't remember that much growing up like Southern drawl up near where I live, but as soon as you like go slightly South of those counties, all of a sudden the y'alls come out and I'm just like, what in the world? What and the I've been, fuck? <laughs> and I've been living in central Indiana since I went to college. So about 19. So it's been seven years of me, of me adjusting to that. And I've slightly gotten uh, that. Down. We have rednecks over. Uh, if you're going to the South shore of Long Island, like the Southeast part of Long Island, uh, most of that is redneck country. Okay. So it's, it gets interesting to say the least, but it's also people, like when people talk about Long Island, they expect, oh, it's so nice. The beaches are so nice. Yeah. Until you get to the middle of the island where it's just <laughs> shit. Like stay the fuck away from there. <laughs> I, I have to think of it like this. There are three main train lines that connect the island. There is the south, the southern line, the mid, the middle line, and the and the north shore. The north shore is rich, pompous assholes who drive their Mercedes SUVs all over the goddamn place. Okay, and it's the worst part. And the worst part is because I have to drive into the city every now and then uh, for work. So I'm driving you know commercial van, and these stupid fucking Mercedes cars. It's always them. Always is them. They drive so slow. I could be going, you know, I'm, I'm going like 65, 70 to 55 mile an hour, which is technically not considered speeding in yeah. New York State. I don't know why, but it isn't. I um, haven't got pulled over yet, but knock on wood. But <laughs> these fuckers are going 45 or going 45 or under in a 55. Just because they drive a Mercedes, got to be like, careful with the with the the mobile, you know. Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, to the expense of everyone else in crowded, you know, traffic area that is New York, from everything I see and have been told in my life. 
Oh God, what have you been told about New York? Like, let me let, let quiz. Well, my you know mind. that that's kind of funny. Like, because I still, my brother is the only one in my family I think that's gone to New York City, if I last remember. Um, which I'm, I've never been. Honestly, it's kind of oh. I want like I want to visit some point. But I know one thing I always have known, and this is also because I I uh, help run a. Uh, I helped like monitor uh, WPIX uh, television out there, uh, the CW station. Good shit. Yeah. So just a lot of traffic, you know, <laughs> a lot of traffic. A lot uh, of traffic is an understatement. I mean, in that's the, in Manhattan. And in I'm the, definitely in the not five specifying boroughs. it right. <laughs> in the five boroughs of New York City, Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, Staten Island, all traffic. Right. Could, it's stop and go traffic, but when we're stopping, it's stop like parked but when you're going it's like 80 miles like 55 or over mm-hmm. okay like everyone's in a rush right that's kind of what i remember um i don't know something else i was i guess uh i always just think you know manhattan first off i i think a lot of my interpretations in new york really come from either that or a lot of the marvel like netflix shows um yeah. for example so, like, for example, you have Daredevil, his is based in Hell's Kitchen. You have Luke Cage, it's Harlem. Uh, yes. Jessica Jones is, like, more Manhattan-ish, I believe, and then similar-ish for Iron Fist. And this is me kind of getting nerdy. That's, like, some of the oh, stuff I will watch. Let's your brain. Let's pick you your know, brain. I'm being honest. That's, like, when those shows are going on, I was a mega fan of them, and I, I kind of, I'll watch the Marvel movies to keep up, but and that just adds into my TV perspective. But, like, that's my knowledge of New York is like, okay, you got, you got Harlem, which I looked up as more like Northern New York. And it's, it's kind of like Northern Manhattan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Harlem to a degree is okay. Okay. I say to a degree because most of New York's because of most of the five boroughs in New York city is shit. It is. It's shit. Because when you look at time, New York city, most people looking at the skyline and nothing else. When you Fair see point. the skyline, especially in a light snowstorm at night, it is beautiful, gorgeous sight. I will take that for I will I will admit that. But other than that, stay the hell away from the city. <laughs> stay the hell away from there. That is oh for sure. God. Oh, you're killing me. I I want to visit at least one point. I'm one of those guys oh, that like on. praise. I mean, I'm one of those guys that praises Chicago, so I have to check out the check other out the city. city one. Check out the city and go to Long Island, and then go to the island. Go to Long Island when you can, because the the pizza. I I would I I swear by these. Oh boy, Are you doing a pizza so, discussion? So I am what you would call a sandwich enthusiast. Okay, basically, particularly a particularly deli sandwiches. So. I go to so whenever I'm going on the road uh, for work or for God knows what, I find myself, you know, there we go. <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry, but you're you're a deli guy, huh? I, I I'm, I'm not. I, I guess I interest. I can't be surprised completely, you know. Well, considering where I used to be worse, um, like almost two years ago, because I was. Uh, what was I? I believe the weight I was was like 340 pounds. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I probably told this story a bunch of times, but not fun. <laughs> not fun. Um, and when I've lost all the weight, I'm still, you know, still find myself getting a sandwich every now and then. But I'm very picky on my sandwiches. 
Sure. And it's got to be, you know, it's got to be certain things added to it. It's got to be, you know, a meat or like over one meat. It has to be one or two types of meat. One kind of cheese, some kind of, you know, salad part, like whether it's tomato, onions, lettuce. You got to have a cheese in there. Got to have a cheese. Fair and enough. If you have, you know, if you have, you know, chicken in there or some kind of roast beef, get it melted. You got to get the cheese melted. Yeah. You got to oh, get yeah. it melted. Particularly I, I, if you have like Gouda or Munster cheese, it's really good melted. You're talking my language with the Munster, man. That That's yes. one of my favorites. Yes. Hey, that that right there. I, I, I'll, I'll go for Munster, man. So that's... I have a whole, I kid you not when I tell you this, I have a whole notes section dead on my phone titled dan's sandwiches <laughs> i kid you not gotta be sure about that gotta be that sure of like what okay what do i what sandwich do i want today hmm okay it's chicken cutlet bacon monster cheese tomato coleslaw and honey mustard on hero oh, hero. oh. you got you got me with the coleslaw i i I don't, I don't most people don't see it's funny you don't see coleslaw often as a sandwich topping but honestly oh, it would be a great one. It is really good on a. I was turned on to coleslaw from lobster rolls when I went up Ooh. to uh, to New England. Went up to Connecticut. Another and, area I want to visit: New uh, England or Mystic, Maine. Go to, Mystic, go to Mystic, Connecticut. You'll never forget it. And that in mind. It's a beautiful harbor town, gorgeous, and I got lobster rolls over there. I got lobster rolls, no vinegar, coleslaw. Just mountains of coleslaw and fries. So good. And I was like, this is delicious. And then my brain started, the the one gear in my head started to turn, specifically the tiny sandwich gear started Mm -hmm. to turn like, hmm, wonder. (laughs) So I'm like putting coleslaw mostly all my sandwiches. See, I'm I'm a big texture guy with like some of that stuff. So like, that's kind of why I'd be digging that because I like the crunch added in there. Yes. You know? Uh, and the coleslaw, I mean, you can get like vinegary tangy. It just blends yeah. well with like yeah. the meat that you can add. So mm-hmm. I like that. What? Where was that deli that you were at the other day that you were like, look at how much they packed in here. That's the way to make a sandwich. I'm just like, so, yeah, that's that's definitely I, a way to make a sandwich. So I work like two or three minutes away from where I live, um, which is not bad. And then there's a there's a couple delis. There are two different delis. There's one called Cookies, which is it's like a bullshit subway basically okay it's more bland subway to put it that way but it's it's all right it's a good deli for for what you get and then there's something called nick's grill which is one of which is one of my personal favorites and the guy who owns the place um really chill makes his own pizza from scratch okay he's from brooklyn so it makes even better and he built, he makes his own sandwiches. And he's like, okay, Danny, what, what do you want? What do you want? Let's pick the brain. What do you want? And so I tell him, okay, see what we got here. Um, honey glazed ham, American mm-hmm. cheese, uh, BLT with honey mustard. And he makes his own honey mustard. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he makes his own honey mustard. mustard. So it's like, I usually get with mayo. But I, but I went with the honey mustard because they said it was home, because he told me it was homemade. So I got it on a hero and oh, so good. It's wow. not, it was, it was delicious. Mm. 
you're talking my language homemade and you're saying that like you got your own recipes and all that you know that's right that's right up my alley um god i i you know we don't there's not really many deli at least i haven't found a good deli in indianapolis no credit i'm still exploring my own city um i don't i have been a lot around but i haven't been all the way around but i mean i'm a big subway guy so that's kind of my main go-to as a sandwich there's no good and before i know you're laughing i see it there's no there's no good sandwich shop no nearby good sandwich in indianapolis <laughs> i mean look if i wanted to go like if i want to be you know not toast my sub and maybe better meat i'll go to jimmy john's that's all i got near my work when i have to go okay for it's fine lunch run. You know? hey, jimmy john's acceptable it's fine okay but it's like I, I like Subway, but when it's like last resort, I will go to Subway I see. for my sandwiches. Uh, Jersey Mike's to a degree okay. is all right, but they're also greasy subs. But, but when I want something heavy, like the last week of the whole day, I get a Philly cheesesteak. Uh, God, I I am a I love looking up some stuff. We have a few Philly cheese places around here. They're not delis or anything. They're just, just like through your wheelhouse, by the way, of sandwiches. What's that? Did we just enter your wheelhouse sandwiches? <laughs> well, here, you know what? I'll, I'll give you my usual. So um, if I'm going to Subway, it's generally, I generally like to do something that's like chicken. So like a Buffalo chicken sub is pretty good. Or I'll do like uh, even like a sweet onion chair and chicken teriyaki, you know, not to be that, but in sub terms, I have, I'm definitely more of like, I, I definitely more like sandwiches that are like, you know, give me the Italian meats, you know, salami, yeah, pepperoni, yeah, yeah. you know, like that. Sure like like I'll, I'll do a good shaved one like that, oh. you know, definitely some provolone. Uh, I love a little bit of spice. So hot peppers, I always throw on there. Uh, stuff good. the hell out of it with lettuce and tomatoes, if you will. Onions, you know, just I'm a big, like I said, big texture meets flavor. You know, yes. I love the crunch. You got to have flavor. Though. You can't just have a bland sandwich and expect it to Absolutely. Expect it you know, to taste good. You got to have some flavor in it. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you got to I mean, you got to make it taste good. You, you know? have to. But that's oh, the thing. I don't want the sandwich. Off the top of my head, I don't know of any and someone if they are from if they're from Indianapolis and listen to me right now, they're probably they're probably like, you know, there's a good deli somewhere and I'm just like, I haven't found it yet. And that's just well, maybe it's on me. I found it. You know? It's probably I have to 3 hour drive because Indiana's so fucking huge. <laughs> I mean, it, it is I got to go to I mean, corn country. I got to <laughs> I got to fucking go to the cornfields. I got to find a really good. That's another thing. If you find yourself coming to Long Island, uh, sweet roasted corn. Is that that's just yeah, a that's, thing that's really popular in Long Island? Uh, that's not the most popular thing on Long Island, but when you go out east, it's really fucking good. Like roasted sweet corn. It's delicious. Okay. Hmm. But we are, we're very uh, popular with our bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwiches and our bagels. <laughs> dude i i there's one bagel shop that i know of in indy that's pretty good and it's just called broad ripple bagel deli uh which by the way for those listening here uh indianapolis there's some of the major spots like they're like to hang out and go to uh, at least that i go to um you got broad ripple more northern indianapolis uh kind of slightly closer downtown but it's like uh some people consider it like the college towns for butler university generally uh, you got Fountain Square, which is, in my opinion, hipsterville. Um, you know, it it it's definitely it's hipster centric. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. That that's kind of what it's labeled as. It's, it's, just it's hipsterville. Chelsea, Manhattan, in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. And then you got a Mass Ave, which is basically uh, it's pretty much like the mid twenties, like upper scale hangout area. If you wanted to go there, and that's more in downtown itself. So it's just there. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, a lot of nicer there. places. It's exactly. <laughs> oh God. Man. So you said before you're you're a big Marvel guy. Um, like, can we pick your brain in terms of you know? The Mount Rushmore of all-time Marvel movies, Ooh. outside of Infinity War, outside of the Avengers movies. Well, that is so quite like, the question. You know, the first Avengers film, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, Endgame. Outside of those four movies, what's your Mount Rushmore? Oh, so I can count Civil War in this question. You can count Civil War to a degree, yes. Okay. Because, I mean, I could argue that's an Avengers movie, even though it has Captain America Civil War as the top. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Let's see. Mount Rushmore. Ooh. You know, I got to add, I got to add Captain America and the Winter Winter Soldier. That's going to be, that has to be my tops. I love the espionage angle to it and just uh, kind of the twist going, oh my God, that's Bucky Barnes. You know, because you think you think, well, I saw the original film in two thousand yeah. in two thousand eleven, and he's, he's yeah. dead. Like he, he fell, fell off a train. Fell off a train. Like yeah, he's not there off. anymore. He <laughs> survived. No, but that that one that one I think would be like uh, if I'm going to pick the head here, it would be like my uh, my George Washington on there. All right, but if, all right, let's make this easier. Let's make this easier to to, uh, to more uh, you if you were to go like. What's your number one seeds? Your four number one seeds in terms of Marvel movies? Because you already okay, there. yeah. To keep keep the sports angle of our the network, angle there you know. because we're usually not sports talk here on BS sessions. But fuck it, let's go. <laughs> Screw it. I mean, yeah. If we're gonna, if it's that light of a reference, why the hell not, right? Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Captain America: The Winter Soldier is instantly number one seed for me. Um, I think that you got to put the original Iron Man in there because it was yeah. it blew people's expectations out of the water, and it's what launched the the universe that we know of. Uh, so it's yeah. got to be in there too. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna cheat. I feel like, but I will add Civil War just for the the way that there's so many plot twists and just every hero you can imagine meeting up. It's the first one of the MCU with Spider Man in it. So I mean, I you got to be surprised. You got to be stoked for that one too. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, all the fight scenes in there are great as well. And the ending is just perfect. Cause it's like, yeah, sure. We resolved the conflict and put, and put away uh, Baron Zemo, but there's Zemo, but you know, at what cost? I, I love endings like that. Where oh, it's, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, cool. We can have a movie. That's a happy ending, but like, how about we had an, an ending where it's like, yeah, sure. Something got accomplished, but like, did it really, or like, what did you lose to gain this? You know, like, I like that. Yeah. Um, let's see if i'm adding the fourth seed here just thinking through my list Ooh, I, you know i gotta go with guardians of the galaxy the original uh i think i think they did a great i thought it was an excellent swerve where they just went completely off the wall with how they ran a story yeah it was, more, it was much more comedical than just like some of the campy humor yeah they went uh, ape shit on that one yeah they, they just decided to go you know let's take that humor jump off the deep end and make even serious moments like we're gonna laugh our asses off at it and have a good time you know, even when the world, even when the universe is about to be destroyed, Fucking we're still dance. having a good time and having a dance fight trying to distract Ronan. <laughs> Which, know? by the way, I knew when I first saw that because I'm, I'm that I used to grow up with comic books. I used to mm-hmm. read comic books as a little kid, and I remember Ronan. I was like, "Where have I heard that name before? I've heard it from somewhere. I know 
And so I'm, my, I was watching my uncle, and he's a bigger comic book nerd than I was. Okay. Because, you know, we're going back, you know, 30 years plus of experience over, over me. So he said, think about it. I'm like, okay. He's one of the Kree. It's like, yup, there you go. Like, <laughs> Captain Marvel's in this. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Captain Marvel, technically Ms. Marvel, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get you. I get I don't you. Get, I don't get, like, I, I never understood that. What the fuck? Like, they renamed Captain Marvel Shazam. How dumb is that? Because I grew <laughs> up knowing him as Captain Marvel. And then. Yeah, there's and then, a lot of. Surprisingly, a lot of Marvel characters between both Marvel and DC that I, you know, it kind of amazes me that one of them existed for a while like that. Yeah. <laughs> the rival comic book company, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, I loved, I love the Marvel, I love the new Marvel movies past, you know, the Incredible Hulk. I love, the, I mean, I did get into the Incredible Hulk. I remember, you know, watching the few buddies of mine and my family, like eating mountains of KFC in the process. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> we were just, you know, we had like we got like f- like six buckets of chicken. Oh Jesus! Fucking chow down on the chicken. Yeah, this is six buckets of KFC. What the between hell? the five of us, we got <laughs> we got six okay. buckets of KFC. I mean, yeah, like, I knew you had some friends, but I think maybe specifying how many friends would have also yeah, helped bad. in this. <laughs> like, what, what? oh God, six between like two other people. Like, holy, metabolism oh. <laughs> though. <laughs> you're well, okay must be through the fucking roof <laughs> okay i understand although that has left me in recent years so uh you know <laughs> you and me both you and me both but i loved i loved winter i love winter soldier i loved that film um civil war yeah i i did i did like it um the first thor movie was really good in my eyes mm. The first yeah. Iron Man film, I loved that one, um, and I, I loved the soundtrack of Winter Soldier. But if we're going like, if we're to include the four Avengers movies in there, I think Age I I don't understand the hate with Age of Ultron. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I my only issue with Age of Ultron was just my understanding of what Ultron means to the Avengers, and it kind of, it kind of. I don't know. I feel like he could have been left for like another after Thanos type of thing. Ultron, when I when I first when they first introduced Ultron, like, oh, they're gonna do something with here. They're gonna do something, and then when I they're either gonna do something with Vision, or they're gonna find a way to peak Thanos in this. And then you know I was partially right with Thanos. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, when Vision came along, I'm like, oh, there he is. <laughs> How you been, buddy? Good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I love that. That was nice to have him brought in. So I, 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 I liked how they did that. I don't know, man. I just, uh, from what I know, I used to have a Marvel encyclopedia that I would like have all the characters and it would tell like backstories and yeah. like some major comic moments. I'm like, yeah. you know, there is a comic line where Ultron kind of destroys the Avengers and breaks them apart, but like, at the cost of him dying off. So it's just like, I'm like, man, you could have saved that, but I get why they used it here in this sense. Also, I love James Spader, uh, Blacklist, when I used to watch the first few seasons. I loved him. He's, as, as he's amazing. Fuck. He's awesome. You know, yeah, I love his voice, and his snarkiness was perfect for that role. 
Yeah. So I, I just, I want more of him. And I, I hope that I can't specifically the... throw up in my mouth, but if I could, you would see. <laughs> I look, I hope I love that. that line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he, he cracked me up. Like he, he was perfect well, for it. You know, what pissed me off about that film though is Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Are two members of the X Men in there? You know, that's why I didn't get. And then when they mentioned Stryker, I'm like, what the fuck? Where's X Men? I I can give you a reason, and it deals with uh, copyright, trademarks, and deals that Marvel did. Because I loved the X Men films, I loved them. I could make a fair argument that X Men Last Stand before Infinity War was the best Marvel movie ever made. Ooh. I mean those 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 earlier X Men films were decent were really oh, decent. Awesome, right? those are awesome. You know, like X One, X Two, I I I'm fans of those. Last Stand was good, so loved Last Stand. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, "Oh, where are the X Men?" When Deadpool came out, when Deadpool came out, it was like the X Men were reintroduced because mm-hmm. at that time it was starting to fall off a cliff a little bit. Yeah, and then yeah. Deadpool came along and was like, "Oh, X Men, they're they're still here. <laughs> they're kind of here." You know, I, I have this. I, I love the Deadpool did become an become this big thing. That, I mean, I, I that's uh, that's one of my my tops. If it's Rushmore of like all of them combined, you know, I might swap out like say, oh, probably I probably would swap out Iron Man just because I like I just like the Deadpool comedy and yeah. makes that it just yeah. it's just fun. You know, it's a it fun makes movie. sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. And, um, what do you think is going to be the next villain for the, uh, the, the, uh, uh what was it? Uh, phase four. Oh God. I, I have an idea for you. Yeah. Please, please Super pitch scroll. it. Cause like I said, I, what? Super scroll. Super scroll. Super scroll. Super scroll. Oh, super scroll. For some yes. reason I heard squirrel. I'm like squirrel. squirrel. That's what not the fuck. Is my microphone working? No, you're good. I'm no. like, <laughs> like what are we talking about squirrel girl like that's not <laughs> no super scroll so he's, he's, he's a mutated scroll yes which i mean the scroll are going to be part of definitely these next few galactic movies they're the galactic phase of it so yeah you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised i mean of course in the first one you know we're we were all duped because we thought the scroll were going to be the antagonists and later we learned they weren't so do you remember guardians of the galaxy volume two you remember the end of the you remember the end of the film where there was a who the fuck are those people the gold people who yeah oh um I don't remember the race but I remember that's who they, they do you know who they were trying to introduce Adam Warlock who's one that's of the right. of the galaxy he was actually supposed to be the holder of the Mind Stone he was supposed to be the holder of the Mind Stone because. But they gave a division for no fucking. But I don't know. They're probably gonna fuck something up here. Yeah, they gotta make it some some interpretations. You know, that would be cool. That would be cool if Adam Warlock does. You know, get involved because he's powerful as fuck, dude. I, I'm just I'm just along for the ride for what they, what they have at this point. It's such. It's kind of this like weird calm before the storm like trying to feel out where they're going with this after after the events of Infinity War. Still, Galactus has to be involved here. Where is think? Where is I think that's that's a that's one. And now, I mean, you're going to have the X Men come in at some point. You have the Fantastic Four. They're announcing that they're finally they're making a movie for oh, them now. They have the one? What? Oh, they're making a new one. 
that I understand they're supposed to be making a new please, one. Please, please pray to the movie gods that this is a good film. Well, please. If I want to, if I want to take a solid bet on Disney and how Kevin Feige basically beats into it that you need to make a story that fits the comics and follows, you know, the Marvel winning formula. Yeah, he might make a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I have sure. faith. I have a lot more faith that yes. they'll get this one right. Yes. And they, I mean, I because I still have the bad taste in my mouth from watching Fan Four Stick in uh, at, when I was in college, and that one has never left me. <laughs> what the the most recent one yes you know where most of the movie we spend watching them get going towards the space towards the the device to send them to an alternate to an alternative dimension and then at the last third of the movie they get powers and then it's like oh we'll just hunt down reed richards and uh oh yeah the movie ends there now that we're all together because we defeat doom in like 10 minutes it was so so fast paced like i hated it so much stupid so i've never seen a movie waste so much time on an origin story like fan four stick did back when it was released it is it's so bad how they pace that film oh and i'm not even a movie guy but i my background's t-com so at least i have enough to know where it's like yeah this is garbage like (laughs) you waste you know like i grew up with star wars like i grew up with star wars lord of the rings i'm getting a tattoo of a star wars quote eventually yeah yeah but like a top three you're gonna choose there or? no it's gonna be um i know exactly what the quote is it's, a, it's from Yo- it's a yoda quote from uh okay. revenge of the sith uh fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering and a that's lightsaber's a going right down the middle that's a good one done <laughs> i can't fucking wait for that thing cannot wait yeah that's a good one man i need to i want i'm gonna eventually get a tattoo in my life i just don't know it had to me it's gotta be one of those things where i'm like it's gotta be like it's important for me bears you know so what's that bears (laughs) (laughs) just cody parky double doink (laughs) you you know what if they could actually put a team together that doesn't make me disappointed at then yeah maybe we'll get back to that but you know i'm 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 not in a good place with my fandom right now, at least in at least for uh, the Bears. Uh, not not entirely Chicago sports. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm disappointed in the Cubs. They've let their prime years waste away since 2016. Um, but like the Bulls are on the rise. Blackhawks. Bulls are are good. The Bulls will be good for in a in a little bit. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the team that gives me optimism. I'm not a, I'm not a Sox fan, so like the Cubs are my baseball team. And then yeah. you know the the Blackhawks have been rebuilding. They're on the rise. They need a really good goaltender, and they'll be really good. And that's the weakest sport I'm like knowledge wise is hockey. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I I I I I, you can call me out. I was one of those guys that followed the Blackhawks during its during their dynasty years. Well, you're from Um, Chicago sports fan, so I can understand that. Yeah, and I fucking you know Kentucky or some shit following the Blackhawks because they won three cups in six years. Yeah, I mean, we got a, like morning news. You hear about them, you know. And I did follow. I watched. I watched the Stanley Cups or followed them. Hell, I followed their one against the Bruins when I was over in uh, doing a trip with, to Europe with my mom. So that was, that was just keeping up on their Sports Center out there, nice. <laughs> yeah. trying to make sure that that was going right. Uh, but as an island, as an Islander fan myself, being used to disappointment from you being a Bears fan, I mean, that's nothing new for me. So I'm more, I'm disappointed myself, you know. As I'm, I'm concerned, you know, for the Yankees. Excuse me. You're, wait a minute. You're concerned for the New York Yankees. Hear me out. 
I'm, I'm going to. I'm just. Candy. You're telling me the team that has usually the most cash in the MLB. It's and not even gets that. All the no, it's guys. not even the team concern. I'm not. I'm not concerned about. They'll be fine. They're they're going to be. They could finish with like 10 wins in 162 games and still be fine. Because you know why they're printing cash. Okay. So but what's your concern then? I grew up in a family met fans, so. Most of my family are Met fans. From okay. I'm probably one of like two or three Yankee fans in my entire family. Like we're going like my immediate family to outside of the family. Like I'm one of maybe three Yankee fans. So I have a soft side for the Mets. And <laughs> it's stupid, I know. All this sounds like to me, you, you let this in, I'm just thinking, oh, you're concerned just for your safety. That's all this is. No, <laughs> no. I just hate the complaining that I see all the time on Twitter. It's like, oh, we need this. We need this. Like, guys, you at minimum win 100 games a year. You're fine. You're fine. Stop it. We don't need Bryce Harper. We don't need, you know, we, I mean, <laughs> We don't sorry, need but... Bryce Harper and Manny Machado at the same fucking time. We don't need them. I don't, you know, I don't follow. I don't follow Yankees Twitter or like no, anything. But shit show. just come it's on, so bad. <laughs> come on, they're so oh, fucking spoiled. All, all the stuff that you have, and you, it, the 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 problem. The problem is just getting over the damn hump. That's all it is. That's all it know? is. I'm an Islander fan. I've been used to fucking disappointing for 20 damn years. <laughs> oh, you call me a spoiled fan, you stadium. I'm calling you out, assholes. <laughs> well, at least the Islanders, from what I understand, they, you know, solid, solid squad this year. Oh, just they're got... a cup contender this year. They're a cup contender this year. They have some struggles, but they are a cup contender once they get their answers right. Um, hmm. You know, the Seahawks don't even fucking start on them. Yeah, <laughs> go completely start. opposite coast for that one. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, it's not even that. Don't even fucking start it on the inconsistency of those fuckers. <laughs> I loved their free agency though. I did. I loved their free agency period. Oh hey, you know we have a we have a we actually have a conversation to catch up on because remember on the. Uh, Remember on the show, on the regular Tiny BS show, we had talked about how Russell Wilson, I thought, was going to be going to Chicago because they were yeah, dead set. I did too. I and did too. didn't happen, you know. Yeah. But you get to keep you get to keep Russ. Oh, you get to keep Russ. Yeah, fuck Pete. Maybe if I say it more, you'll get happier about it. You get to keep Russ. <laughs> He's not giving up his money. <laughs> give us more shit <laughs> oh god i mean if i had 35 million per year i would i for sure would not give that shit up he's i don't blame him on that part he's got to help sierra out you know well for god's <laughs> sakes sierra <laughs> what have you done besides produce two good albums well <laughs> and marry future you know, I didn't even know that either, though. I'm, I'm not really a sol- Here, Here's the thing. I'm, <laughs> I get, I didn't know that, but like, honestly, he talked to me any, any time. I'm just like, 
dear God, celebrity shows or like, dear God, celebrities that aren't like NFL stars, get them away from me. (laughs) Be gone from me. I don't need to know about the Kardashians. You let them be themselves. I don't need to know about what's going on with the, the Kardashians or the Jenners. I don't need to go. I don't need to know about your bullshit. Thank you. Did you, did you hear Kim divorced, uh, Kanye West? Yeah, I did because I was expecting that what at some point in that? my life. <laughs> what, you don't know. I do was, every now and then. I'm, was that your impersonation of every of of fucking Instagram? <laughs> like, I'm going to take a picture of my ass, and it's going to get so many likes. <laughs> oh God! Oh, it's so fucking dumb. I, I'm sick of, you know, because it's modern day, you know, celebrities and media in general. Like, fuck, take me back to the days where Instagram was a place to take really good photos and not, you know, promoting your fake ass. Yeah. Well, like, we used to make fun of it for food pics, but, you know, now it's now it's just influencer central. So, yeah, TikTok especially. Oh God. I, I unfortunately I unfortunately made a TikTok just so I can be like, I guess I can try and promote the podcast here. And then I'm just like, oh, I don't really know if I want to still like it's not completely for me, you know. I've seen like one good clip and I'm the only thing I'm gonna say about it. So this was a clip. It's like you got two Ronald McDonald, like they're they're guys dressed as Ronald McDonald standing on the side of the road. And there's some hip hop track playing in the background, and what one of them has a pie, and here comes like a guy in like a Nissan GTR, oh, black God. black with sh- black with shade, and all the dude the dude just whips the pie at the front windshield, <laughs> and all of a sudden the, the guy gets maybe oh 20 feet after the stop, and you you see the camera just shake and run, <laughs> completely off guard. I. That's the only thing I've been, I've laughed, like sat there and watched like maybe 10 times in a row. I was just like, I have to mesmerize as Ronald McDonald's blasting a cream pie into some dude's car and he's going to go whoop his ass after that. Both of their asses. Thank you. Oh God. Well, I, I used, I use Twitter more. I use Facebook. Like I'll go on Twitter and like I'll scroll bullshit and see what's up. And I'll, I'll log off, but I find myself checking more and more because, you know, free agency and the draft prospects oh, and sure. all that. Oh, sure. Uh, the, the NHL trade line was this past week, so I've been scrolling through that. And fucking, I post, you know, NHL news on your stadium. And um, I was, uh, I'm also, like, posting my articles and shit on there, which I'm trying, to, I used to do NFL previews like a madman um, on time to BS. I did NFL previews where I was, uh, where I did a different division for each episode. And what I want to do next is I want to do with the blogs where I want to do each division, one blog per division. And so I go in-depth analysis on each team because I go all out. I have, you know, predictions that I go back to, how far do I go? 2018? 2017, I think? And I was close enough, actually, in terms of uh, predictions. 
Um, like for the AFC, I had Baltimore fifteen and one. Yeah, sure. Okay. Kansas City twelve and four, close. Buffalo twelve and four, close. Indianapolis eleven and five. New England, I had them making the playoffs because the Patriots. Yeah. Pittsburgh, and then oh god, I had the Jets. <laughs> you did like I this did. year, right? This year, this past season. This past season. Oh my dear friend. Oh god. Oh and, oh my dear friend. Uh, in the NFC, I had Dallas thirteen and three. San, uh, Seattle twelve and four. New Orleans, Chicago, San Francisco, Green Bay, and then the Rams. Well, I mean, Chicago made it, but of no course, we right. Of, of course, I mean, yeah. But if you if you talk to me, I didn't really care. I really didn't want to make it. Honestly, no, I know you didn't. Um, and it's mostly just how the season went. I was just like, you know what, f this. Like, either a we get some firings and hit restart, or we just get out of the playoffs, get better draft position, and then we can move from here. You know, at least get some sort of thing I'm positive on. Besides, like condolences you know, with Andy Dalton being your starting quarterback. You know what? It, 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 I've I finally just have become numb with it. I'm like, I got so much. We had so much chatter on Beyond the Press Box about it, where I just I'm like, fine, I, I'm I have accepted my fate. It is it is all well and done. It's not point. like he's a terrible quarterback. He's all no. right. He's all no, he, right. He still it, can do things. It's just that. You know, Russell Dalton. Wilson was kind of the convo beforehand, and that was what was going to be expected. So that's oh, what happened. <laughs> but now there's talks that they'll move up possibly to uh, the fourth spot because they're apparently – last I heard they're competing with the Broncos to move up to four with where Atlanta's picking. Why? QB. But I know, but why? That's that's doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I have to say else besides the QB. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to get... Mac Jones will be there at 20. Mm, you say that, but the stock says no. Do you take a risk at 20? That's the yes. question I have for you. You So you think that you're just going to sit there and wait after the stock just keeps going? Who the fuck is going to... So let me get this right here. So Lawrence and Wilson are probably one and two. Let's be clear with that. Lawrence you're and most Wilson, likely one and two anymore, are, yeah. We're most likely going to be one and two. From there, it's a crapshoot because right. Justin Fields at potentially a three. I have him going three. As I have him fit because he reminds me of a shorter RG three. He's got the mobility to be RG three. Okay, well, I guess rookie RG three is a good comparison. And so I've, go I've, I've I've seen Justin Fields because I'm a Big Ten guy. I've, I'm a Penn State fan, so I've seen Justin Fields play. He has an he has he's a pocket passer of an RG three. He's got the arm and he's got the mobility. And from there, it's Trey Lance, which he played one game last year. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then Mac Jones, which I thought was probably the third best quarterback in that in that class, but because his stock and Alabama prospects are so poorly rated over the last forty years. I mean, name a really good Alabama quarterback outside of Joe Namath as man in the NFL. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to give you an honest opinion or something that is like a stretch because I've also been that guy. It's like, hey, Alabama is definitely more on the talent. And then they don't. And then the person goes to the NFL and goes, crap, I'm going to a garbage team. I didn't yeah, exactly. get used to this. Exactly. So, but like, I love Mac Jones. I love him. I feel like. I'm on the same boat with, with him as opposed to A.J. McCarron. When A.J. McCarron came out of college, 
into the NFL draft, I thought, okay, whoever takes him and whoever makes him as the starting quarterback is going to make him a winner. He is a natural winner. Jake Fromm was the same thing for me. Yeah. Jake Fromm is a winner. And I, I don't care if you're throwing for 5,000 yards, you know, 50 touchdowns and two picks. Are you winning the game? That's all that matters. That all that matters. Are you winning the game? And from and McCarron were doing that. They were doing that with Alabama and at Georgia. They were doing that. Yeah. And from is now a backup quarterback. And God knows, God knows where he's going to end up now. I think Trubisky. last time I heard he was in Buffalo. God knows how because Trubisky. Right. Him. Right. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, McCarron is a free agent now, but I want him as my backup in Seattle because you have a competent backup. God forbid Wilson gets hurt. Knock on wood. God forbid Wilson gets hurt. McCarron is a quality, you know, stop guy. He's not a bad player. But with Mac Jones, I thought, okay, he's got, he, he can move in the pocket. He can escape the pocket when he can. Or when he has to, and he's got the arm strength. Now the knock on him is that okay, who were his weapons? That's the knock on him. Yeah, that's a tough call. That's the knock on him because mm-hmm. the same thing with Clemson too, because with Trevor Lawrence and with Deshaun Watson, like clockwork receivers, they they're pumping receivers out like clockwork. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like Alabama's a factory now, and even Ohio State's becoming that too. Yeah, you know exactly. So, if you're like a big name school with a big name quarterback, I don't trust it. Except if you're like, okay, Trevor Lawrence, I knew would be special from the his first national title game against Alabama because yeah, I don't think anyone saw that one coming. Honestly, destroy the tide the way he did was like. I was uh, I was doing uh, when I did the sports game, you know, God knows how long ago, with Mike with uh, with Aaron, and we did a kind of a live stream broadcast of of that national title game, and I told him, I was, "This is either going to be a blowout or a shootout." I was right on one part. Yeah, you were, because I was kind of hoping it would be somewhat of a shootout because. Yeah, that was my hope. My theory was it was going to be the blowout, but yeah, you know, it was it was not it was not going to touch the 06 Rose Bowl though. That is probably the greatest football game ever played. Oh, I mean, man, you you got to be kidding me if it ever would. I mean, we're talking. I mean, Vince Young, Matt Liner at the time, Reggie, Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush in his, in my opinion, his top tier like ever performances or at least not performance, but his top tier ability at that time just yes. coming his last year. So. It's a shame he never really panned out on the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he was a flashy player, but, you know, people thought he would be one of the next great running backs, and he was more of a great gadget player. Yeah. Which, that's okay. You know, it gives you winning formula. He won a Super Bowl in New Orleans, so, you know. I loved that Saints team. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> loved yeah. that Saints team. Such a good team. Say what you want about the Bounty Gate scandal, but that was a fucking great team. Yeah, fair point. And, you know, I, for me, it, this was, uh, oh, like it was just three years removed from uh, the Bears losing to the Colts back then. So I was just more happy to be like, ah, well, 
I get at least to watch Revenge a bit. I actually never finished the Super Bowl 41 when Chicago was in it because at that time I was. Yeah, that game was over. Yeah, well, that was over, and I was much more of an angry fan uh, as a kid. And my my dad basically just told me to not come back into the room. He just said, Rex Grossman. I used to have a Rex Grossman jersey. No lie. I, I wanted. I, I don't know. He was the starting quarterback. I wanted the orange jersey. The eight looked nice on the jersey. And number eight for Chicago is just kind of a weird number anymore. <laughs> I mean, you, that I mean, man started for 10 years in the NFL. That man started 10 years in the, in the NFL. He was in the NFL for a bit. He even, like I said, you're even right. He had a year where he was mainly the starter for the Redskins, even after his Bears tenure. Oh, God. 2011. Yeah, that. he he had he had time. He, he got his money. He, he had a career. Got to a Super Bowl berth. Just uh, wasn't good enough to give that defense a chance to keep up with Manning. Oh, Jesus, fucking infuriating! Every time I watched him play, I'm like, this guy is either going to throw 16 interceptions, or he he's like Ken O'Brien. Great example. If you want to throw Jets quarterbacks in there. Mm-hmm. Ed O'Brien was a thorn was a thorn in my family's side, you know, from Jet fandom for a long time. He would either throw, you know, fifty-two percent completion percentage with like four interceptions, and then he'll go against Dan Marino and like he'll throw six touchdowns. Like, what the hell was this? <laughs> what the hell was this? Right. He and Dan Marino have the unbelievable quarterback battles. Unreal. <laughs> Those are fucking great. Oh God, man! I, I always, I always wish Marino had gotten one. I know that would have been weird for New Yorkers to hear that, but still, uh, you know, all the I, records, yeah. all the fame, the loyalty to one franchise his entire career. How the hell he won to one Super Bowl is unreal to me. With Don and it was Shula, early on, only in the early eighties, with Don Shula as his head coach. Yeah. Granted, not the best Shula, but it's Don Shula nonetheless. Any South Florida sports fans that are listening right now are going to punch me in the face. <laughs> I respect hey, I mean, sports. I mean, you got to, you got to, yes, that question though. I mean, Marino, Marino was insane, but just the oil. I mean, you know, that's, that's a conversation I've had with some buddies before. And I, that just, it's a weird pivot, but it's like, I love how this pivots is like, and this is seen, you know, you talk with this NBA, like how much do you rely on the loyalty to a team versus, you know, just going for a ring, say, you know, the dirtiest word. That's why I respect guys like Kobe Bryant. Because to me, I can make an argument that Kobe Bryant is the best player of all time. Because how often do you stay for 20 years with one team? And all he would talk about was hard work. You know, mm-hmm. Jordan was an asshole. I say that, you know, I'm sure you can agree with me on that one. As of I've gotten older, I have I've done more and more looking into Jordan. Yes, I Jordan was an asshole. I will say he was an asshole. <laughs> I, like, I, yes. But like when people think of you know all-time greatest basketball players, they think LeBron, they think of Jordan. And like Kobe's always like third. I'm like, oh there is an argument out there for Kobe is the greatest of all time. And it infuriates me. I'm not even a Laker fan, but I respect Kobe to the highest order. Like I'm a Nick fan. Right. 
<laughs> I mean, hey, talk about talk about struggles. Although, yeah, Knicks have been surprising this year, and I've been Gibbs, coaching matters NBA. Well, and look after after what happened in after what happened in Minnesota, I didn't have faith he would change that around in a season. But you know, they've done enough to where they're sixth in the East and one rattle off five straight against winning teams. And yeah, I know it's best it's, defensive team in the NBA. <laughs> I fucking tell people all the time, you know, coaching matters. It's not true. You could have, you know, I, I that's why I feel like it's going to happen with the chiefs. Andy Reid is going to retire. They're going to hand it off to, you know, Eric, the enemy, and they're not going to be the same because Andy Reid is a fucking great coach is a yeah. great coach. You know, the fact that people think that, oh, they have Mahomes, they have Kelsey, they have Hill, who shouldn't be in the fucking league, by the way. Asshole. Mm. But I that's another story for another time. Yeah, yeah. Good God. But to say that, you know, the Chiefs are going to be fine without Andy Reid, clearly do not watch, you know, football for, you know, analyzing the game. Because I know this for I know this from my perspective. As a Seahawk fan, Jim Moore was my head coach in 2010, in 2009. Yes. Okay. Yes. When Mike Holmgren left and Jim Moore took over, and when Pete Carroll took over a year later, it was, it was all right. But like Jim Moore went five and eleven. You know, it's that kind was of a strange. Really bad team. Th- that is strange for me to think about. I actually. I've kind of forgotten how when that transition took place for the C- for the Seahawks because I, mean, I knew Holmgren was there well into the two thousands. Yeah, Holmgren was there I didn't, for a long time. Yeah, but yeah. I, I I knew I knew and I knew Pete Carroll was like twenty eleven ish. I just forgot. Like, damn, it, I didn't remember the middle ground middle part yeah. of this. <laughs> I loved Hol- I love the Holmgren. Like, people want to fucking test me. Like, okay, I grew up in the Mike Holmgren era. Like, that's how far I go. And, you know, people think, oh, you're you're a Pete Carroll guy. Like, fuck that. You're muting yourself. There. It happens. I was making sure I didn't type it because I, had, I was looking up Sean Alexander. You know, just trying yeah, to. 2005 MVP. Mm-hmm. The fact that people, like, disrespect him. Like, first of all, people praise Ludanian Tomlinson because he had 31 touchdowns. Sean Alexander. Had you know, granted, had one of the best offensive lines ever in 2005. 28 touchdowns in that year, single-handedly yeah. carried Matt Hasselbeck to an All-Pro and MVP consideration. Single-handedly, and the fact that that man is not getting you know Hall of Fame consideration is insane to me. I wonder if and when that'll happen, if it's going to be later on. Edgerin you know. James made the Hall of Fame. He did. Put that in perspective. Sean <laughs> Alexander was an infinitely better running back than Edgerin fucking James. To a degree. To a degree. Yeah, I mean, that, ooh, man, that's a... Uh, Are we I, talking I got, Edgerin James to the Colts or the Cardinals? No, we're talking Colts Edgerin James. Edgerin yeah, James not Cardinals Edgerin James. Dear God, no. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, no, I, I ain't talking that version, you know. It's like anyone who talks Cowboys is like, you don't talk about Emmett Smith going to the Cardinals. No. You know, I know no one no one acknowledges that. I know a couple of Cowboy fans are like Emmett Smith went to the Cardinals. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they suppressed it for so long. They just people, pushed it back people, in there. 
they tell me the same thing. We don't talk about this in Cowboys country. <laughs> I bet I wonder, like, and this wasn't a bad tenure too. Like, talk about players like that. I wonder how many people forgot. Like, Jerry Rice was on the Oakland Raiders at one point. People forget he was on the Seahawks, which also I did forget that. Two thousand four. Yeah, just now. I forgot that just now. <laughs> I remember that too. They unretired Steve Largent's number for Jerry Rice. Ooh, you know, hard sell. That's disrespectful. I mean, yeah, that's disrespectful. Hard sell because Steve Largent is at best the third best receiver in basketball history, mm-hmm. and probably the greatest player in franchise history. Yeah, I think right now, I think at this time, he is. Will I'm curious. What, what what's like your top three then? This is easy. Um, Steve Largent, Walter Jones, Russell Wilson, top three. Okay. If you want to go a fourth one in there, Kenny Easley. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Easley was, you know, the original enforcer for the NFL back in the day. Like, there was no such thing as an enforcer at safety until Kenny Easley was there. And it took him a long damn time for that man to get in the Hall of Fame. Long damn time. And when he finally got in, I'm like, yes! I loved Kenny Easley. Loved him. And yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, I think it's something you got to know with any fans <laughs> like that, that rush that you're talking about Rushmore earlier. It's like, you know, top three at least. Got to have a three. So yeah, you got to have the three in there. Yeah, you got to have Russ in that discussion. But excuse me, whiskey burns. This burns from time to time. Probably just going straight whiskey. I've been. I mean, I I was on the rocks here for most of it, but my cube is gone, so now it's just uh, now it's just mostly just straight uh, this little gem here. Ooh, love. Ooh. I've been really enjoying me some Buffalo Trace today. Ooh, I gotta you find know, slightly sweeter ting. But I'm a it, I'm a I'm a sweet fun. guy. I'm like a I go for flavor when it comes to my whiskey. Like okay, yeah. I could care less if I get drunk. I don't want to get drunk, but like. It drives my family nuts. Like, you won't have, you know, vodka or beer or some shit? No. Because it drives them nuts when I go out to dinner with them. (laughs) And I get get a glass of Jack Daniels and I get a whiskey cocktail. It's like, you fucking kidding me? Like, I like whiskey. I like my whiskey. It's just, I mean, to me, it's just been common for me since I've, I've been there and honestly, or since I've been drinking and like, uh, you know, I'm right, I'm right above, you know, bourbon country. And, you know, I mean, the two, the two biggest bourbon whiskey areas in the country with Kentucky and Tennessee, you know, I'm right above them. You know, what's another good one? Uh, Pennsylvania has some good whiskey. Uh, I didn't know that. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind in Pennsylvania for me is uh, Yingling. Moonshine. What? Moonshine. Moonshine. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't even come to mind to me either, man. I think like South and North Carolina when I think moonshine. <laughs> no, moonsh- like moonshine because uh, um, I know people that make their own moonshine. I won't say who they are. Because okay. no. I'll, I'll leave that alone too. <laughs> Let but, me keep making it. <laughs> But they're they're really cool people, and they they make like a strawberry watermelon moonshine. Oh, 
Oh, so good. Ooh, I, mean, I could so I could good. probably get the hookup for uh, apple pie moonshine, and I'm talking I, homemade. The, the, the trick that they do is that they is that they still in their in fruit. They mix it in fruit while it's while it's being made. So we're talking some actual watermelon here. Correct. Yes. So they okay. throw in actual watermelon. They throw in berries. They throw in fuck knows what in there. And I can hmm. ask them if like they could come up with like an apple flavored moonshine. But I think that's pretty common, to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, apple cinnamon basically tastes like apple pie, you know. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, At least the ones that my uh the fam the family friends make. Now I want to get pie. Now I want to get some pie. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I I'm fine with dessert. It's just like I don't know, like today I've been like uh I'm, I'm uh, I I've been been full from lunch. <laughs> oh really? What'd you get for lunch? Uh Subway. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> I had a sound. No, actually, it's a lie. I I made uh, chicken teriyaki rice. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I, I went for I went for a run this morning, so I had to get some carbs in me. How do you do? You just do you not do you enjoy running? Because I, I can never get into running. So yeah. what I do is that I do every now and then I'll go for a run. But what I usually do is I go for short 20-yard sprints because it actually burns more fat because you don't want to burn all the fat. You need fat in your diet. Right. But because fat is energy. You know, carbs to a degree is energy. And, you know, people like my trainer's going to drive me fucking nuts when he hears this, but because <laughs> he's a strict protein-based diet. Like, you've got to have over 200 grams of protein in your diet. So, no, you don't. It's a bit much. Because protein itself, if, you, if you're not careful, protein turns, you know, too much protein turns into, you know, you know, I think it turns into fat or some shit. I could be wrong, but... I think- yeah, I think the last time I talk, I talked with someone about like excess protein. It's like, yeah, it's just it find it's just easier to get or just your body finds a way to get rid of it faster. Is what I was yeah was told. Yeah, you know, like I'm you know, build, I'm building muscle at this. I'm building muscle in my shoulders and my neck region and my arms and okay. my legs especially. Dear, dear God, my legs hurt. But but uh, yeah, it currently hurts to sit down, but. As you, as we're sitting here recording, we're sitting here. down recording a podcast for forty five minutes, actually yeah, sure. an hour and ten minutes. So, <laughs> but what I usually tell people is like, okay, like intermittent fasting is actually one of the best things you can do for you because you're training yourself to not eat as much. You know, I see the concern there. No, and it, I, it's more it's more me going. You know, you might be onto something. Look, I'm oh. I'm that guy that I'm going to tell you right now. I'll have a meal and I'm like, I think I'll be good. But then so I usually, hard. well, I usually stay up later because I'm doing this stuff like editing and all that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, what's in my fridge? And it's like, oh, we'll nibble this, nibble this, and then eventually you have a maybe a whole meal's worth of nibbling after you're done yeah. getting but, through it. You know, what I usually do is that I usually, I do what I used to do is I used to do two to one, one or two meals a day. 
because at the what I was doing was I wanted to decrease you know the protein and fat intake and and focus on my body trying to break down the fat which it was it was doing it and I got started getting into intermittent fasting and then eventually prolonged fasting which don't do that that's a terrible idea but okay yeah I, I did 48 hours straight of no eating that sounds horrible it was horrible it was really bad yeah that just don't sounds do horrible. Don't do that. <laughs> thanks for thanks for experimenting for me, so I know to not do what I already thought I was going do to do. <laughs> like you can do short fasts of like sixteen or twenty hours. Okay, so that's kind of the time frame then, if it's intermittent, right? Correct. That's you. That's a short fast. Like a short fast technically is like thirteen hours. Okay, but that's like lunch and then like a late dinner. But I usually test myself to not eat past seven o'clock. So Ooh, that, that is a goal. That would be a goal of mine right there. I so think that would what I, yeah, what I usually do. Better. What I do is that what I'm starting to do now is I'll have, you know, a, like a four ounce steak, two eggs. That's my breakfast. That's literally my breakfast. Steak and, Not bad. Yeah. It's basic shit. And then I'll, I'll bring with me like a small bag of carrots and I'll have it like 10 o'clock. And then at 12, I'll get my lunch and I'll use it. It's like an eight ounce piece of chicken two more eggs and then that's lunch and I'll bring another bag of carrots and then I'll have that at like two o'clock and then once you know five or like most of the time I'm, I'm back home from work in the gym at like 6 p.m. so every so I usually have you know when I have time I have a half hour of eating and so I usually have you know another piece of chicken or a piece of steak uh you know some sliced peppers and eggs but like I'm ramping up the protein, ramping up the fat. Like I'm not having any carbs. I'm not having any sugar. I'm not having any of that shit. And that's the pe- that's the thing that people don't understand. It's like you you gotta have fat in your diet. Uh, you right. don't need all these processed, you know, seed oils. You know, your body doesn't know what the fuck to do with like canola oil or corn syrup or shit like that. <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you putting in me, man? <laughs> Oh my God, that is an ultimate crux of mine still is soda, except now it's it's more from regular to diet just because I can't take the, the heavier syrups. Hey, diet ginger ale is delicious. It is. It is. Diet good. ginger ale is delicious. That's the king of soda in my eyes. Fuck okay, I don't know about king of soda. I mean, I'm. Fuck you, Coca Cola, you piece of shit. I'm a Dr. Pepper guy. That, that's I like my, Dr. Pepper too. That's my main squeeze right there. Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Oh, if you want to go even better, cherry flavored Pepsi. Yeah, I mean, I love cherry. I love ooh, wild cherry Pepsi is good stuff. And actually, you talking Dr. Pepper? So they they just made a zero sugar version, by the way, mm. which is it's basically imagine if you're trying regular Dr. Pepper, but you don't have to worry about having the grams of sugar, and it's just the, I mean, credit it's still the chemicals in there, but it tastes like regular Dr. Pepper, but it says zero sugar on it, and it you wouldn't even know the difference at all and i've been amazed since <laughs> so i used to fucking drink mountain dew all the time yeah That's oh i wasn't well i wasn't a mountain dew guy but soda still is a crux of mine it is a crack it's a crap shoot but i quit beer and i quit coffee like as i'm holding a bottle of guess coffee that that's interesting because co- i know some guys that they used to do coffee like lunches like it would so, just be I'll do a cup of coffee that's filling enough get through lunch. So what I do is I drink green tea. 
not like you know your I you know not like your processed tea. I'm talking like brewed green tea. Okay. Because there's enough caffeine in you. There's a, there's enough caffeine to have a cup of coffee with. But there's also antioxidants in there. There's your vitamins in there, and you have it with the green tea. What I usually do is I cheat and I have a like a like a tiny teaspoon of honey with it too. Oh, see, that? that's nice though. It is better than processed sugar. It is nice, but yeah. I uh, that's why that's why I do. I'm talking like buckets of green tea, like probably enough to fill this up twice <laughs> a day. My God. A day, a day, a day. Like that's two of those a day of green tea. Oh my God, I'm just, oh, it's not pleasant. I mean, it's better. It's better than like other stuff, like two things of soda. So I can I can argue that's a good choice. You know, it's mostly water. Yeah. So, nailing it. You know, nailing it. But I'll tell you that that that's a crux of mine is soda and definitely eating late. And I. I I just get I get I think I get bored, you know. I think I just yeah. get bored. Yeah. But it's always fun to experiment, you know, when it comes to diet. But I haven't had, you know, I haven't had like fast food in what feels like three months. Oh yeah. Although Subway can be argued as kind of fast food. Yeah. So. Like I haven't touched Wendy's, Taco Bell, Burger King. Like I go to the deli every now and then but that's pretty much it like okay. i don't ha- i don't go to like fucking like yeah i'll go to hooters or buffalo wild wings like if i have a craving for wings i'll especially go to, i'll especially go to hooters yeah mm-hmm. but can't complain with that but hey i mean the wings are wings are awesome that's all i'm gonna how tell the you fuck are they not sponsoring time to bs i have no idea <laughs> how the fuck is hooters you just you just gotta walk in there and be like, like hey, hey. <laughs> i'm a regular patron i i live in the area i can get you some uh some people over there <laughs> you like tits and wings <laughs> oh god oh no 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 oh no that would be a terrible ad <laughs> oh in this day yeah that would be cut off <laughs> funny Cancel Hooters, here we go. <laughs> oh God. That's what that's the funny thing. I want to get the cancel culture. Oh my God. People want to talk about you know canceling cult cancel culture and everything. How the fuck is Hooters still in business? That's what I don't that's what I don't get. You know, I'm kind of surprised too that people aren't like, hey, how are we still in this? How the hell is Hooters still in business? <laughs> like some of the people I'd be like, why aren't we talking about this? And then everyone else is like, just shut up. Like it's, it's funny. okay. How the, the hell the is food's good? Let's not get rid of that, you know. <laughs> That's even funnier. How the hell is Herbert the Pervert still a character on Family Guy? How the hell is Quagmire still a character on Family Guy? How the hell does this make sense? I don't know. I don't know. I I process it as it comes, man. That's all I do. Oh, this is my fucking wheelhouse right here. People want to talk about, you know, cancel culture, you know, canceling music, uh, certain types of music because it's offensive to women or offensive to babies or offensive to children. When Wet Ass Pussy was the number one song on the market. <laughs> yeah. Explain this shit. Oh, you know, oh man. Oh man. Wap <laughs> by Cardi B was the number one song uh, on Billboard. How the I, hell does that make sense? I still haven't listened to it because I just don't no, care, by the way. But like, the, the name one, I'm like, oh boy. 
I hear about the, I hear about the music video. I go, oh god. <laughs> no. I watched the music video. I watched it for the first time when I first heard that song. I saw the music video. I'm like, this is not going to go well, is it? This is not going to go well. I can already tell. Like, oh my fucking god! And it gets even funnier. Chris Brown is still making music. That is something that is indeed happening. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> it's like we all just went really quiet and like hmm, go on to your life, buddy. Ooh. Chris Brown beats up Rihanna like to, to a pulp and he's still making music. Hard like, to imagine. People are just like, nope, nothing happened. Nothing happened here. Well, we he took his lumps. What's the big deal? You know, that's what it feels like. Like, like I'm out in a cigar and like, what you doing there, boy? Trying to get away from this shit? Mm. What a oh fucking God. scumbag. Oh, I'm getting funnier. People, and, and I've noticed something where, you know, since coronavirus is starting to dial down, Jeffrey Epstein's case is, is still. <laughs> God, what is that even still going on? Probably not, because, you know, I've, I've been on this before he, before he was murdered. I'm conspiracy theorists galore. And oh, oh damn the conspiracy theorists. Here we come. The conspiracy theorists. And I have I have been on this saying that you know the US government is fully and Hollywood especially is behind you know so much bullshit. That's why I got the Society of Scoundrels on BS sessions, is I knew this would be in their wheelhouse. That was I I did listen to a bit of that. That was awesome. <laughs> And they, and they made and they had some comments on their time on their on their one of the recent so awesome. <laughs> I gotta have them on again eventually. <laughs> oh Jesus, man! They, they their show kills me. <laughs> <They're> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> their show kills me. But, like I miss you know the old days of music, like because I grew up in a hard rock era. My dad raised me with Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. You fucking name it. And I listen to today's music like, yeah, find the nearest garbage can, please. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Something that I've noticed is, at least in the last 15 years, more like 10 years, really, because even in the mid 2000, even like, even mid, even like 05 was kind of different, you know? Yeah. So I'll give, I'll give it a pass. Like 2000s, I'll give it a pass. But like 2010 through now, where we're at at this moment in time. You, you go in the pop charts and you listen to like the type of voice they want to hear from a from women or men and it's a very specific like you know type of like it's like kind of like a inflection on how you sing you know it's okay. not too much differentiation between what they want to do especially especially for female artists like they're like people want specific female tone it sounds like at least, I, and this is me basing it off my pop music listening. You know, if someone has a different opinion, that's fine. Yeah. But like to me, a lot of female artists sound very similar anymore. And yeah. if I didn't know that from the beginning, I could be like, I don't know who the hell this is. I like the song, but I ain't. I don't know who the hell this artist is at this point. So, if I were to tell you my playlist, which consists of 
pull that far. I gotta find exactly how many songs I have on this playlist. It's gotta be well over 300. 467 songs of 39 hours and 32 minutes of music. Hmm. That is my playlist. Wow. So my playlist consists of the following. Uh, Billy Joel, Train, Coldplay, Goo Goo Dolls, I kid you not, Elton okay. John, Michael Jackson, uh, some Bob Marley in there, but uh, some EDM bullshit, but okay. I don't follow it to a degree. Dead Mouse, you might know them. Yeah, I, I know uh, a bit. I know a little bit. Uh, and then we go to R&B, Al Green, Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye, Mary J. Blige, Billy Withers, you know, Jennifer Lopez, but like old J-Lo. Okay, okay. Mac okay. Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get to the rap part, which is like specifically 90s rap. That was the golden age. Ooh, so yeah, we ain't, we ain't going into the two. Okay, okay. Nate Dogg, Warren G, Tupac, Gangstar, Jay-Z, uh, Ice Cube, Wu-Tang mm-hmm. Clan, mm-hmm. Uh, and some Eminem in there. Uh, and then we get to Disco. Yes, I have Disco. A, yes, I have a Disco. This is all in your playlist, by the way. All my playlist. Same one. Okay. Rockwell, Prince, uh, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Okay. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay, I get, you gotta cool add that. Gang, cool in the Gang, Commodores. <laughs> <laughs> oh god all you're right. hitting all the stops that, that's all the get, stops then we get to jazz how do you add, stop for a sec how do you add jazz into the same play like this is just standard like listening anything goes type of thing i have i have a i have a uh specific order of which i have my music uh okay. which i go to there you are uh playlist order alternative pop, reggae, EDM, R&B, rap, disco, jazz, grunge, hard rock, country, blues, metal, southern rock, and rock. All right. That's like dirt, that's like 15 different kinds of music. So Kenny G already lost you. <laughs> Kenny G. Yeah. Uh, then we get to the uh, grunge, uh, Chili Peppers, Okay. Fighters, Audio okay. Slave, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Creed. Creed was back in the day. See, I, I, I definitely, I jam to Creed still now. Oh yeah, that's a normal, that's a regular still. And then we get to like hard rock, Limp Biscuit, Evanescence. <laughs> you lead, you lead right off of Limp Biscuit. Great start. <laughs> Tender. Okay. Good day. Uh, Seether, Coheed and Cambria, Great White, uh, Beck, Rage Against the Machine. I just have all sorts of shit in here. <laughs> Beck, Beck as well. Okay. okay. System of a Down, Def Leppard. <laughs> Def Leppard, dude, I love Def Leppard though. Like that, that oh. one. God, I love Def Leppard, man. Oh, it gets even better. Three Doors Down, Shine Down. Okay. Dropkick Murphs. Ooh, really good. And then we get to country. Which consists of fuck knows what. Uh, Dirk Bentley, Cole Swindle, John Party, uh, Luke Combs is in there somewhere. Darius right. Rucker. Uh, what's his face? Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Basically Darius Rucker Part 2. Yeah, Darius Rucker Part 2. Uh, Creed Fisher, Zach Brown. Uh, Chris Stapleton was my fucking favorite. Morgan Wallen, which is, you know, not fun today. <laughs> uh, George Strait, George Jones. Uh, and then we get the Blues. 
coaches. Uh, you, you probably won't know these guys. Beth Hart. Mm. Joe Bonamassa. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Joe Bonamassa. Now, that it's one is an interesting. That one's an interesting story. First off, great music. I actually didn't really know the talent or really realize how good He's he was here. before then. He's from here. I, I didn't. Is he? He's from New York. Yeah. Okay. That good tie there. Um, my tie for him is, is that the radio station I used to work at, um, the one show I would do of the two on the weekends, um, the host was a massive Joe Bonamassa fan. Yeah. Basically, he relegated to play Joe Bonamassa's the intro outro music every show. Yeah. And so the only the only exception was i think it was uh muddy waters was his was the opening theme oh. otherwise all the intro outro or all all the intros had to be joe bonamassa yeah so you know this guy i definitely got used to joe bonamassa by the end of my you know tenure. another one gary clark jr yes and i like gary clark jr and honestly same thing you know similar line of music so like i actually would sometimes sneak in gary clark to yeah. like do that he would be okay with it but you knew he wanted Joe Bonamassa instead. So, did I tell you how I got the nickname Stanley Smooth? <laughs> no, I I do not know how you got that nickname. So, so I'm you you piqued my interest once more. So I mean, you if I were, show, but so the story goes, I before I got into welding into podcasting, I wanted to get into radio, mm. and I wanted to get into you know eventually going Long Island radio station, you know, start my own talk radio you know, show. And I had to come up with a stage name. And at one of my old jobs, I worked with a guy who's from Brooklyn and he said, you have a very Stan type of vibe with you. Stan? The fuck does that mean? Like, you're very chill. You're very laid back. But you also have a good, you know, a good energetic side to you. It's like, okay, cool. I guess I can work with that. And then a compliment. And then I started playing jazz throughout the whole shop. And this is a big shop. Okay. So okay. like he would say, Hey, Staniel Smooth, turn it, <laughs> turn that shit up. <laughs> I'm like, I can work with this. <laughs> and so I figured if I were to uh, you know, start my own uh you know, radio station, it'd be a uh, It'd be like it'd be like this. Thank you guys for joining us here on Long Island's Smooth Jazz Radio and Blues Extraordinaire. This is Daniel Smooth signing off here on the Midnight Shift with Joe Bonamosa's Slow Gin. Have a good night, guys. Ooh, okay. Slow Gin <laughs> is Slow a damn good song I too, man. Or some shit, but um, if I look on Instagram, <laughs> see the fucking Family Guy video I posted. I mean, like, this is Han Solo, and I'm giving you guys cover for the next few hours right here on the on the late night ship. That's me. <laughs> That's literally me. <laughs> like, yes, this is my character. <laughs> but, you gotta then, have the personality though man i that's yeah. that's good you know i mean hey i, I never had one I, and that's that's mainly because i never got into like actually doing uh air check type of things um because i was more producer so like they just go by producer zach yeah which i guess that's fine you know <laughs> but uh, i don't know I never actually, zach, zach attack or whatever <laughs> well zach attack zach attack was like uh that was kind of a football thing 
uh, when I was doing like uh, kind of like high, middle school, high school football. Um, I actually, <laughs> my nickname back, my nickname back in in high school football was Pain Train, but that was I awesome. That's a great um, but so the one of the two names, one of the two names was more because I was cocky, and I'm not usually a cocky guy. Actually, I don't care. I don't. I'm I'm more of a I'm more trying to be humble ish. But I decided I was a freshman at the time in high school. I was like, all right, I'll put in, I'll put a nickname on my locker. And you know, you got a bunch of seniors in there, and they're like, What the hell is pain train? I put pain train on the locker because I had that on my custom bears jersey, which I still have that today, by the way. Um, and so I put it on there, and they're like, What the hell is this? And I just ran with it, you know. Awesome, but the other one that the one that really more stuck was Killerman, and the reason why, um, so for those of you that know, my last name's Kyleman, so uh, sometimes that people sometimes people will either miss will miss for some reason they'll miss say it or they'll uh they just like shorten it so my line coach decided that you know he would just say screw it i'm not even gonna try and pronounce it right so he, he actually would pronounce it as killerman to say my last name and it just stuck as a nickname that's awesome for my freshman year that's awesome yeah i mean the, the, it, he would he never changed it too like he was he was dead set just call, just saying killerman the entire time and he was my line coach for four years of high school so he was good shit (laughs) he also was partially my wrestling coach for a little bit so that just continued over there there you go that'll do it uh the music the music bullshit uh five finger death punch okay the metal uh black sabbath gotta do black sabbath metallica gotta do black metallica and you might be mixing this one tool I've heard of Tool, but I can't say that I have listened much, if not at all, to Tool. Really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we get to Southern Rock, Bonnie Raitt. Yep. Uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Okay, yeah. Easy Top. Yeah. Oh, definitely is Easy Top. Molly Hatchet. Mm, okay. The yeah. Outlaws. Yep. Greengrass yep. and High Tides. Yes. If you fucking know that song, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, Leonard Skinner. Got a half Skinner. Yeah, oh, yeah, if you're doing Southern Rock. <laughs> And the Almond Brothers, and you definitely got to have Almond Brothers, man. That that one, I'll them and ZZ Top are like if one goes out of the, that list, it's those top two for me. Skinner's oh. good. I mean, I I listen to Skinner, you know. And then we get to classic rock, which or just regular rock, which Tom Petty, oh, yes, Mountain. You might know them. Yep, I do know the name. Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. It's got to have CCR. Yeah, got to. Joe Satriani. You might know Joe Satriani. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, he's from the island. He's from Long Island, but you you might not know him. Okay, fine. Uh, Bon Jovi. Oh, yes. Jimi Hendrix. Definitely, yes. Steve Miller. You'll really get my Absolutely. Yes, that that was my dad's favorite in high school, and so he definitely pushed that one on me. (laughs) Dire Straits. Yep. Queen. Oh, yes, indeed. Peter Gabriel. Yeah, as you you might be able to tell, classic rock's kind of more my wheelhouse. Yes, Van <laughs> so. Morrison. Yep, absolutely, Van Morrison. Grateful Dead. Absolutely, Grateful Dead. Good agree. Eagles. Oh, definitely Eagles. You got to Kansas. Eagles. Kansas. Oh, carry on, man. Aerosmith. <laughs> yes, you're hitting all the ones I like. Listen to if I'm going to do classic rock. And then we got two bands in here from today's generation. Uh, later on, Pink Floyd. Okay. Uh, it's a long Pink Floyd. I have most of their Pulse out live album on this one playlist, which is awesome. I mean, I've been listening. I mean, 
I do have Dark Side of the Moon on vinyl. I want to have the wall on vinyl at some point. Um, and I've been kind of getting back into Dark Side of the Moon is like listening off. Like if I'm doing editing and it's not like needing heavy listening into like the audio, like say a video version of it. Yeah. Pink Floyd's usually my go-to where I'm just like, yeah, you know, yeah. turn on us and them, chill for seven minutes and get like relaxed. Uh, let's see what we got here. Fleetwood Mac. Definitely. Uh, and you might know them. Uh, actually, you will know them because they're in your area. Greta Van Fleet. Oh, yes, absolutely. Greta Van Fleet. Yes. Yeah, I'm man. actually, uh, I'm, I'm a bass guitarist. So I'm actually learning how to play well, your machine on bass ooh. guitar. You play you play bass guitar. I play bass guitar. Yeah, I did not know that. I play bass guitar. Yeah, I'm music snob to the highest order. <laughs> I have a I have a Stratocaster downstairs that I have had for a while, and I was somewhat trying to practice it. Uh, haven't really touched in a while. Um, my more of my expertise was actually uh, tenor saxophone. In I love saxophone. Mm-hmm. I used to call saxophone the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> hey man it's a sexy sound you know you yeah. play it right there's a reason why it's in uh those smooth those smooth smooth pop or rock you know yeah <laughs> uh led zeppelin <laughs> led zeppelin yep like thousands of led zeppelin gotta have some led zeppelin you yeah. might know them you might not know them government mule no i definitely don't know government okay, mule. so you know the Allman Brothers. Absolutely. Warren Haynes, who's the guitarist of the Allman Brothers, actually the lead singer and lead guitarist to Garvey Mule. Okay, I'm going to have to do some I'm have to do some research after and this. They're really good. Okay. So, what um he he's a really really good guitarist and I saw him um I saw him live. I saw them live. And to this day best concert i've been to and for some reason eric clapton is not on this playlist why i'm kind of shocked as you that eric Clapton's i don't know not on why there. i didn't put clapton on this playlist yet i am i mean at least at stuff. least have at least have cream or something cream is on know. here cream is on here i didn't oh so you, you kind of covered it you kind of covered it cream is yeah. on here i didn't put cream on here for some fucking reason i don't know why um oh there it is i found it uh eric clapton and steve winwood live from msg there you I can't go. find my way home. There you That's go. A really good album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those music stuff that was like the fucking best at that <laughs> time. You uh, you ever heard of Steely Dan? Hell fucking yeah. There you go. I was gonna say that. Now that if you're talking one that like exclusively, I know my mom was like is and still is very heavily involved and like listens to that since her youth and pushed that on us. Steely Dan is one that's like both me and my brother more like it's in our in our music library and it has to be you know what else we got here in terms of music selection um ACDC's in there not as good but uh still good nonetheless I mean hey ACDC I mean now which which era do you prefer though that's 80s, always the question 80s, 80s and 70s okay 100% okay. not the new shit uh, Beatles are in there. Absolutely, I gotta have the Beatles too. Rolling Stones is yep. in there. If you don't, if you have the Beatles, you have to have the Rolling Stones. Or you gotta have to the Stones it. in there. Mm-hmm. I used to. Uh, oh God, this is a great story. Um, I would fucking whenever I whenever I would do my welding, I would always listen to "Miss You" by Rolling Stones. 
<laughs> I always blast that song. I would find myself, you know, dancing in the middle because I'm a I'm nah, a closet nah, dancer to a degree. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Super catchy. It's so fucking so catchy. So good. Uh Billy Joel is also from Long Island. He's probably the most famous Long Islander. Yeah, I mean that that one right away is like, okay, it's definitely you know, he's definitely one from the area. I mean, you know. New York State of Mind instantly comes to mind. Do you know who is also a famous Long Islander that you probably would never guess? Hall of Famer Jim Brown. No, I didn't realize he He's was from, from Long, Long Island. He's from Long no, Island. I didn't know that. At People all. don't talk about it, but like, he went to Syracuse. He went to Syracuse. Hmm. And uh, who else? Who else is around a good one? Uh, Natalie Portman, actress. She's from Long Island. Did not know that. Uh, Sue Bird, who is a uh, was she's a four time WNBA champion. She's from right. Long Island, arguably right now the best WNBA player at that at this moment. A fucking course, a fucking course. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I just added Clapton. I now have four hundred and seventy four songs on this <laughs> one play. <laughs> wow, um, I don't, I can't say I have that many, but I know I have a Spotify playlist that at least has a lot of songs, at least in the hundreds. Um, I'm not going to grab my phone to check it right now. So, but I mean, four, four, 476, yeah, that's, 476. that's quite the variety for that. Yeah. You know? But uh, I also learned to play some country every now and then. Rose Tattoo by Jopkick Murphy's is one of my favorite songs. Mm. Oh, I love that shit. Who is this individual trying to message me? I don't know. No show. How dare they? How dare they? Well, we're not even on stream. Don't you know that I am recording a show at this moment? Can't you just let me talk to my guest? I'm not that much of a snob. <laughs> no, I know. But I, I just, I like over amplifying that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I think we're going to end the show on that one. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That was the final send off. No. We're just going to. Okay, because we've already been recording for an hour and forty-five minutes. Oh no, I, no, I'm messing around. I know. I, I'm just, just like I am Dan. This is the end of the show. Have a good night. Glug glug. I'm doing that as a fucking rejoin clip. <laughs> I'm doing that as a rejoin clip. I'm immediately doing that. Oh, thank you guys for joining us for BS Sessions Volume Seventeen. Uh, the next guest for volume 18 is actually our very own of the Unhinged Sports Network, Michael McClintock of the Area Attack Podcast. He's going to be joining us for BS Sessions. I'm shocked that we've been doing this show for so damn long. He hasn't done it yet. Considering BS Sessions yet. Considering my understanding of your guys' backstory, that surprises me right now. (laughs) Yes. Considering how far I go back with him, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy shit. Well, it sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, Zach, my man. Thank you for doing this, man. This is You're this welcome. was a fun time. Well, I, I should thank you for inviting me on. You know, I, I I've been needing the time to to relax and talk to talk to a good buddy of mine. You know, uh, it's not like we I can just drive over to your place and say hi and have a few drinks. You know, <laughs> but good. To, it's good to chat. You know, and I I get to sit sit back, tell some good stories, and. Uh, Enjoy a nice few glasses of whiskey with with a with a friend of mine. So oh, that's a, that's awesome, man. I appreciate All it. Right. Thank you guys for joining us for BS Sessions Volume 17. 
We hope to see you guys sometime in the near future. Have a good one, guys.